Welcome to the 2022 Spartan Football Podcast, featuring your host, Spartan Offensive Coordinator, Troy Peterson. Welcome back to the Farther North Spartans Football Podcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Brewer Agri Outdoors and Troy Peterson Park Company Realtors. So your Spartans for the first time this year will be coming off of a loss as the Fargo South Bruins take down the Spartans 17-14 to in a kind of cold, kind of windy, kind of rainy night at Fargo South Field. Um, the Bruins came out victorious as we kind of look back and just felt like we made a little too many mistakes um, to overcome uh, versus a really good team. A lot of credit to the South Bruins, as that's a really good football team. And as we kind of previewed that game, I told you it might be the best defense we see all year. And they found enough offense and made enough plays to make it happen. Um, they have the best kicker um, in, the, in the conference outside of Max Watson. Shout out, Max. Um, but they, they just, they came to play. They were super physical at the line of scrimmage. And when we look at kind of the stats from the game, um, the stats are look good for the Spartans. However, um, it just felt like the Bruins just made one more play than the Spartans. So um, we'll kind of recap that. We'll look ahead to this week's Friday night early because of homecoming. So it's a 6 o'clock kickoff uh, game versus the Grand Forks Red River Rough Riders as they come to town for homecoming. Another really strong team um, sitting at, you know, in that top half of the EDC and in the state rankings. Um, another ranked team this week for the Spartans. Um, so let's kind of take a peek at what happened on Friday night. We'll kind of recap that game and we'll go from there. Um, so Spartans actually came out really, really strong. Um, and so if you're at the game, you kind of you saw that. Um, got a quick stop on defense, forced a punt. Um, offense got the ball, went on a really long drive that ended with a Peter Helgo touchdown. Um, so the game script was, uh, to that point, was really well, good. And it actually only got better from there for a while. Um, on the ensuing kickoff, Spartans forced a fumble and recovered, and then they were in, you know, really good field position for the offense to take over. And that drive ended in an Ethan Welk touchdown pass to Jeremiah Sem. So some familiar names getting on the board for the Spartans and an early 14-0 lead, and it looked really good for the Spartans. But, um, again, a lot of credit to the Bruins, which to at that point they had nothing, nothing good had happened in the game for the Bruins. Um... But their offense went on a long drive after that, and it ended up in points, which were huge. Um, they got a nice field goal um, out of the deal, so it was 14-3. to <clears throat> From there, um, Spartan offense was moving again, had a really nice big long run, um, was kind of right around midfield, and had kind of a missed exchange in the backfield, and it bounced right into uh, Fargo South D lineman's hands, and he took it all the way into the red zone for the for the Bruins. Um, 
<clears throat> and so that score there then that score there made it 14 to 10. So 14 to 10 um in the first half, late in the first half, Spartans moving into Bruins territory again. Um and right before half, Bruins just come up with a big stop. Uh penalty kind of take take the Spartans out of off of their rhythm a little bit and out of field goal range. And so um, big stop for the Bruins led to no points before the half for the Spartans. And so we went into halftime Spartans leading 14 to 10 third quarter was kind of a dog fight as was mo- most of the game. But the third quarter was uh, clearly a dog fight um, as both sides kind of just battled between field position and running the ball Um couple unfortunate things happened, but some really long drives um, going into the game to p- prepare for a really strong South defense. Uh, we had kind of put in a double tight 22 personnel, you would call it. Um, so two tight ends, two running backs, and just one receiver on the field. And it turned out to be a really nice change up as the weather was, was clearly a factor. <clears throat> Spartans had 76 passing yards. And the Bruins had 42 passing yards. So this was an old school run the ball type of game um, that you would expect in North Dakota high school football. Uh, Weather is definitely always going to be a factor. And it it came to play and and both teams were battling through it. And there were definitely some some miscues by both teams. Um, Bruins had a muffed punt that led to a Spartan possession and Spartans you know like I said had the uh, fumble in the first half that led to a touchdown by the Bruins Um, also had kind of a botched snap in the first half which uh, actually right away in the second half I think maybe um, that killed another drive and um, lots of balls that came out of quarterbacks hands that didn't go anywhere or balls that went off of receivers hands on both sides so both teams had to deal with some of that weather adversity um, along with just a really physical game up front by both teams. Um, Again, a lot of credit to that South defensive line and linebackers. They have some of the best linebackers in the state. We're flying around making things tough. Um, So Bruins scored late, uh, about five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They take their first lead. Spartans had one last drive. Um, Ended up going all the way, getting all the way into inside, you know, the 20-yard line of the Bruins. Had a fumble, which was, again, the weather kind of sparking up. Um, Quarterback Ethan Welk rolled out and went back to throw the ball and kind of just lost control of it. And so um, it it set back the chains, and the Spartans about 15-yard loss on that play which ultimately could not overcome. And so unfortunate to be in that spot as we felt like kind of left some points on the board. Obviously we had a uh, first and goal from the four yard line. um, And then it was second and goal from the one yard line. So we had three cracks from the one yard line and we could not get the ball across the plane, Um, which feel like it was kind of just, little mistakes that led to the demise of that football game. And so hopefully it's something that 
this team can learn and grow upon. Um, we really challenged each other in practice. We challenged each other as coaches and as players to just really focus on the little things and focus on what's important and getting back to the things that we need to get done. Um, whether that be making sure we're on time with our schedule, making sure that we have 100% effort in every single drill that we're doing, um, making sure we're all paying attention, whether we're in, in practice or not in practice. Um, and <clears throat> I think we've responded well so far. Uh, coaches are feeling very, very good about how the team has progressed through the week. Um, we still have a couple practices left here. So we got to make sure that we don't let up on anything. But having a loss like this, you would expect, again, we talk about the peaks and the valleys of a football season. Well, the football season is generally not going to be all peaks. And so we got to be able to ride the highs and ride the lows, um, never get too high, never get too low when you start talking about our team or our performance. And um, Friday night's game was the same, right? 14-0, um, you know, don't get too high because the Bruins responded and they just hung around, hung around, hung around. And we could not further our lead enough to kind of have a comfortable cushion. And so let's look at the stats from the game, kind of recap that, and um, we'll go from there. So Spartans ran 69 offensive plays to the South Bruins' 35 offensive plays. Um, so as you'd expect, time of possession was swayed way to the Spartan side. Um, offensive yards, 273 for the Spartans. Fargo South had 181. Um, so again, uh, quite a big difference in offensive yards as well. Rushing yards, 197 for the Spartans, 139 for the Bruins. Passing yards, 76 for the Spartans, 42 for the Bruins. Um, so in all these categories, Spartans kind of led the way. Um, but the one category that matters the most, right, is the points at the end of the day. And so um, getting stopped on the one-yard line, having a big fumble returned, um, having a couple botched things, balls on the ground, um, and, and South continuing to kind of throw jabs after jabs after jabs, and you kind of end up looking at that football game going, oh, we kind of missed an opportunity here. Um, but again, it's a really good football team. I'm sure it won't be the last time that we see them just because you look at the playoffs and how they're set up. And I, who knows at the end of the season where, you know, everybody's QRF rankings are going to end up. But I know that there is a pretty big logjam now towards the top of the QRF uh, rankings. And so it'll be fun to see how that shakes up. But um, anytime you see a quality football team like South, like Red River that we'll see this Friday, um, or if you look in the future, you know, last game of the year, we've got Jamestown coming up too. All three of those teams are teams that are, are going to feel like they're all competing for a state championship. So they're all three teams that uh, you feel like you can count on probably ending up to play, you know, two of those teams or, you know, look at a team like a Wapaton or Valley City, other teams like that, that, you know, you know you're going to see them in playoffs. Just a matter of if you get matched up against them or not. So, um, all right, some individual stats here. Ethan Welk was 12 of 21 for 76 yards and a touchdown. 
made a couple of really big uh, throws early in the game and a couple of really big throws late in the game to extend drives. And in the middle of the game, it just the, the weather was definitely a factor in the passing game. Um, so we had to resort to uh, running the ball, which we did fairly effectively where we needed to, um, but came up short in, in some big spots as well. Um, but individually running the ball, Peter Hoggle, 27 attempts for 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, so some battling out a ton of, ton of carries for Peter. John Williams, 11 carries for 64 yards, um, really provided a spark um, as well, carrying the ball. Um, had a couple of big runs for us in some big spots. Ethan Welk also had nine carries for 30 yards, and Jim Miller added one carry for seven yards. Receiving Jeremiah with five catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Carter Zeller, two catches for 23 yards. And Peter Hago, three catches for 12 yards. Jim with a catch for seven yards. And a welcome with the first down catch for seven yards. Defensively, Sam Friddle led the team with six and a half tackles, uh, one tackle for loss. Uh, Peter Hago with two tackles for loss as well. Um, but pretty balanced defensively. Um, <clears throat> Max Watson goes two for two on extra point, but did have a missed field goal. Um, another one of those kind of missed opportunities that we had throughout the game, unfortunately. Um, but Max continues to be a big-time kicker for us. Um, punting the ball, Jim had a, a nice day with a 34-yard average on his punts in that weather. Um, so we were very pleased with that. Um, Parker Dosh had a couple of big returns. Unfortunately, Carson Hannestead did get injured on a kickoff return. Um, his status this week is yet to be determined, um, and and the status of his injury is kind of yet to be term determined. So. Um, just the one fumble for the Spartans that was returned uh, by the South. However, there were two special teams fumbles by the, by the Bruins. So um, turnover margin as well. Uh, another thing that the Spartans were able to win, just could not win uh, where it mattered on the scoreboard there. So um, so that was, that was Friday night's game. Uh, nice battle by both teams. Really impressive performance by the Bruins. Uh, they are now ranked first in state in the polls and in the QRF. Um, so it's exciting to see kind of where they end up. Um, obviously, I'm sure they were very pleased with their performance and their game. Um, and we feel like we maybe left one, left some out there. Um, but that's the way it goes. You don't get another opportunity if you leave too many opportunities out there. So um, you never know when your last opportunity to win the game is. Um, and we did have an opportunity right up to the last play of the game uh, where we did have a shot in the end zone. But again, if you continue to miss opportunities, you're going to eventually run out of them. So uh, looking ahead to this Friday's game, Grand Forks Red River is a very formidable opponent. Um, I, I believe they're ranked fourth in state in the polls right now, um, and they're kind of right in the same area on QRF. Uh, they come in with a 4-1 and one record. Um, their only loss to Jamestown, who is ranked second in the polls this week after Wapaton um, beat them this last week, which just kind of goes to show you the depth of, of, the, uh, of the league. But Red River has got a really strong rushing attack. They are big and physical team. And so it's going to be a big challenge 
with the Spartans kind of coming off of a heavyweight boxing match that was the South North game. Um, we get another team that's going to be just as physical and, and uh, up front and a crew of linebackers and safeties that are all capable of making plays. This is a really strong defense. They've been very successful as far as limiting opponents, rushing attack, um, and, and passing attack has been pretty pretty well done. Um, but they're they're hard to run the ball against because they're big up front and they got a bunch of linebackers that make plays. So it'll be a tough challenge. Um, I'm looking forward to the Spartans, us kind of getting back after it. Um, after a loss, I know that we all just wanted to go play the next game the next day. Uh, just get right back into it um, and kind of make up for our shortcomings on Friday. However, that's just not the way it goes. And so we had a week to pre- prepare and get better. And, and that's what we did. We did not, um, we did not feel sorry for ourselves. Um, as nobody should, it was a, it was a good team and we came up short. And so looking forward again to seeing you all on Friday night, it is homecoming. The game's at six o'clock. So it's an early kickoff, uh, because of homecoming. So, it should be a fun one. Weather looks really nice. Six o'clock kickoff. Uh, two really good teams. Both teams with one loss coming into the game. Uh, excuse me. I think Red River lost last week. So they're coming off you know, two losses. However, um, last week they played um, Cheyenne, which is one or two, I think, now in the in the AA rankings. So, um, But a, uh, nonetheless, this is a really good opponent, opponent coming to Fargo North field and it's gonna be a fun one so we'll hope to see you all there um but because it is homecoming i got a special guest this week we'll be talking to the homecoming king football player i'll leave you guessing who that may be um but we got a senior homecoming king and we'll have him on shortly so stick with me and we'll talk to you next week kind of recap the homecoming game and then look ahead at next week's game. So appreciate it. Now joining us on the Spartan football podcast this week, we've got senior wide receiver and homecoming King. Welcome Hosa. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Say welcome. I know that this is, um, you know, obviously you haven't played football um, in just one year or two couple years. Yeah, couple years. Couple years. So um, first time to our varsity program. Um, what's it been like to kind of be back? Uh, you know, playing football. It's been great. Just having that feeling of Friday night and uh, having this great support. Everyone coming to watch and being able to with all your friends it's a great feeling yeah and and so we don't normally see um players who haven't played for a couple of years kind of come back and make an impact on the team um it just it, it's hard because there's so many moving parts um not just the physical side of it but more so the the mental side of kind of being able to create opportunities for yourself However, um, obviously you've kind of worked your way into a rotation at receiver this year, and um, it's been really impressive for you to kind of 
not be, you know, a part of the team for a while and, and step in your senior year here and make an impact um, both in practice and also in games. I mean, you came up with a big um, first down catch last week and a close game. And um, for you to kind of put yourself into that position, it doesn't just happen. Like you didn't just show up to practice and show up at the game and get those reps. Um, so talk about kind of your process um, going all the way back to, you know, summer camps and then into fall camp. Like what has that process been like for you to now see yourself taking meaningful reps on the varsity level? Yeah. Well, going into two days in camps, I was just uh, confused. I didn't know where my place was and I, w- I didn't have as much football friends as I do now and didn't feel like I was in the family. You know, I didn't know the the warm-up like that. I didn't know the chance. So just going into it, I was very, uh, very out of place and just uncrafted, just not as good as I am now. But as I went on with practice, seeing how I connected with everyone more, seeing how they accepted me with open arms, I just felt more comfortable and became more confident. And as I began to know the playbook more and more every week and the coaches gave me more confidence, I just started going out there and uh, being an athlete. Yeah, and everybody enjoys to be around you. I mean, there's there's a there's a definite reason why you've been voted by your peers as homecoming king this week. And um, I think you're a very good, good represent a very good representation of the football team because um like you said at the beginning you you maybe you felt like out of place but you never let that deter you from ultimately finding your place on this team and so that's been really awesome to see you do that and it takes some some self-motivation of course to be able to do that but it also takes some good teammates to be able to take you along so kind of talk on how your teammates have been able to kind of pull you into their, you know, like you said, into the family. And um, what's that felt like for you? Yeah, well, there's obviously been some tough days and some some long days for me in football. But there's always just these guys there picking my head up, telling me, you know, I got more in me, telling me I can. I can keep going and, and I'm doing great. And that that's what really uh, means the most because uh, there's time, when there's times I don't believe in myself, they believe in me. That's just like a, a big uh, b- uh, helping hand, which everyone needs once in a while. For sure. And everybody is glad that you, that you've made it through those days. And, and um, you know, looking at kind of the football season right now, obviously we had a, a roadblock um, and ended up taking a loss to a really good Fargo cell team um, who I would expect to see later on in playoffs. Um, and I know that everybody would be kind of excited about that opportunity, but if you just kind of look at our football team this year, um, I know that you're a competitor and I know you want to go out there and get after it. Um, where do you think, you know, as we kind of meet that, halfway point of the regular season here um where do you think this team sits and kind of what what do you see for the future of this team and and kind of the goals that we all have uh 
if you want me to be honest, I see us I see us going all the way. You know, as weeks go by, uh, we just keep getting better and better. Even though we, there's times where we we almost seem like we've reached our limit, but we just keep getting better in certain aspects. And the coaches also keep pushing us, and they know that we have another cap to uncap. We have another limit to reach, which also makes us even greater. Uh, Miller Miller knows how to push us a lot. I mean, he's all over there yelling and keeping us on our toes. So coaches definitely keep us up, and we definitely have a chance of getting a ring this year. And we want to, you know, obviously coming off of a loss where um, we felt like we kind of made probably too many mistakes, and ultimately we couldn't overcome the amount of mistakes that we made. But this week we've kind of refocused on, you know, the fundamentals and and the little things that <clears throat> we all know are important. Um, and it's not like we've taken them for granted to this point. But um, when you reemphasize them, sometimes this week. Um, it, it's been obvious in practice that we've kind of we've pra- we've had a better week of practice, and I know that mm-hmm. um, all the players and coaches feel that way. Um, and so it's been good to kind of get back on the you know obviously after a loss you just want to get back to work right, and so we've mm-hmm. we've gotten back to work um, and and really looking forward to to homecoming game. Uh, what's it mean to you to be voted as homecoming king? Well, it means a lot. You know, I I came. From West Fargo last year, started here as a junior, and you know I built I built relationships fast, but strong too. And and I know I mess with those guys, and they mess with me, and it just me it just shows that it's real love between us. Absolutely, um, and like I said, you know I, I said fan favorite, but you're you're definitely somebody that that people like to not only just be around, but um, I, you know, I observe, I observe, uh, some of the conversations that you guys have and, and they're, um, you know, you're somebody that people are not afraid to uh, confide in and have, you know, big conversations, little conversations, joking around, um, getting after each other, kind of all in all, all the things in between. So, um, it's been, it's been fun to have you out this year. Um, I think you, you make this football team better, um, on the field, off the field, and and all of the above. So appreciate you coming on. You got any shout-outs or anything you want to say before I let you go? Yeah, shout-out to Ethan Walk, you know, leading the team well and just keeping us on our toes, win or loss, and and just always expecting a lot from us. And obviously my my boys Peter and John, they're, they're always supporting me and just – always there for me and you build me up a lot. So shout out to them and shout out to the coaches for just believing me no matter what. And uh, just always hoping the best for me. All right. I appreciate it. Welcome. Um, that is senior wide receiver. Welcome. Hosa also homecoming King voted on this week. Um, also, standout basketball player so we're looking forward to his basketball season but um he's got a little bit more work to do in football here uh to finish out this season strong with the goals that he has and the goals that this team has so thank you welcome and i'll see you tomorrow at practice thank you thank you all right take care